Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to four of them with every pay-per-view special and now ECW on TNN in between. You got myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. What is happening, Jay? Can you hear it? Can you hear the, the sleigh bells? Can you hear it? It's that time of year. You know, he's making a list. He's checking it twice. I don't mean Santa. I obviously mean Santa Claus because it is that time. Um, yes, it's it's December here. It's December in 1999. I feel it's we should warn them. Sort, of, sort of living in like the same sort of time, but different. Yeah, I mean, I feel we should go back and warn them about what happens in the next 22 years. I think they should have gone back and warned us. <laughs> That's what happened in the last... Thing. But, um, yeah, this week we're looking at ECW on TNN episode 18 from uh, December 24th, 1999, and um, ECW Hardcore TV episode 348 from Christmas Day. So close to okay. uh, to the next Rushmore. This yeah, is going to be Rushmore's coming up. Um, this could be our most. Bizarre and controversial Rushmore today. I think so. I think um, a massive um, anticipation for it. I think it's going to cause quite a be quite a conversation because a lot of the big hitters have gone, and also we're going to try and do a best of. Um, I do a best of ninety nine special over um, the festive periods when don't necessarily do reviews. It might be nice just to sit back and do a show where we have a few categories and talk about the year that was. Because yeah. you forget that the year started with um, Taz and Shane Douglas, isn't it? Yeah, I, I feel the need has happened. I, I, this is this is ridiculously early for me. I feel the need to put on record: Rushmore is not about your favourite wrestlers; it is about the wrestlers who you think are ever present. Yeah, and if you haven't heard um, any of the Mount Rushmores, if you're new to the show, every twenty-five episodes, that's their episodes. Um, we'll do a Mount Rushmore to say who stood out and um, like Jay said, like who we think has been important, not necessarily who our favourite wrestlers are, um, even though sometimes it does help, but it's generally who's been important to those 25 episodes. Because um, there, there was a dark period where I had to keep putting Public Enemy on my list constantly. Because yeah. they were on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's you, Griff. See the public enemy back on here. They were. Go. We'll talk about it in the best of '99 special. Oh, oh fuck me! Yeah, I forgot about that. It's been a year. Isn't it? It's been a year. <laughs> I, think I felt this year more than others. Um, yeah, East WTN episode 18. We'll start with that one. You got Joel and Joe in the ring. Cyrus walks out, and basically Joel gets has done his normal sort of intro that we know and expect. And Cyrus walks out and basically tells him um, to redo the segment because they're not happy with it. And Joey Styles then sort of pops and he's just like, you know, we don't have an office. What are you talking about? And Cyrus announces that he works for TNN. And gets booed. Um, yeah, so, you know, straight off the bat, we've got the whole kind of, you know, it's not over, so the office don't want you to do it. Uh, cool. As long as we're we're nice and snug inside again, that's the main thing. 
Um, I don't know, with the benefit of hindsight, how ECW expected this to go when they were painting TNN as heels on TNN. They mentioned TNN on this show, their fans boo. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's the best marketing strategy. It was really only ever going to go one way, wasn't it? Yeah, and, you know, it turns into a bit of a shoot, brother. Um, But, yeah, I don't know why you'd want to do that. And I'm sure I remember something, and I might be making this up, I'm sure I remember something about there being a similar concept discussed in TNA and Spike just quite simply said no Um, which I think is why it became like Sports Extreme or something, Sports Entertainment Extreme or other variations of this because it's like no 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 we're not going to be the bad guys on our own fucking network yeah we want them to spend our money with us thank you yeah it would have been um yeah, because I think in yeah, sports entertainment extreme, I think it was just before the spike run. So it would have been after it, but it would have probably been like, yeah, Jeff Jarrett, America Most Wanted and all that. But they would have, they probably would have done it. Or Dixie, or Dixie. I don't know. But yeah, no, I know what you, um, I know what you mean. There it might have been Cyrus um, again. I mean, he's he's been in and out of these programs so often since what we're seeing now. You know, he's he's, he's basically done the last, the, you know, 20, Years of the same gimmick. Don Callis on AEW isn't overly different. So it's weird. So, yeah, he announced he does that. They show um, Masato Tanaka in the crowd. Um, Mike Olsen's name's mentioned. So, Judge Jeff Jones has come out. Um, basically, Mike Olsen ends up coming out. So Spike Dudley comes out and beats up Judge Jeff Jones. And I can't remember what he said, but something, he he may have referred to himself as a giant. We know that's Spike's trigger word. Um, That was it. Spike came out. um, He beat up Judge Jeff Jones. Mike Awesome come out. Threw Spike in the crowds at Masato Tanaka, wasn't it? Yep, and Tanaka caught him. Tanaka caught him, um, which then led to, he, he got in. It got broken up. Um, Paul Heyman's out there at this point. Because this is next week's match, by the way. This is Tanaka versus all for the heavyweight championship is next week's match. This is the big end of year blowout match. Yeah. So that happens. Um, Cyrus is then begging Heyman. You boys used to give the people what they want, do it, make let it happen. Let this it happen. is real, like pure baby face. This is how we built ECW. <laughs> we <laughs> built ECW by giving people what they want. This was I our idea. Was, this was our dream. I thought it was great. I did like that though. I can't lie. I thought it was so funny. So I I, I flip flopped on it because there's part of me that thinks this is incredibly great heel work from Cyrus. The other part of me thinks how dumb 
and easily manipulated does Paul Heyman look like? Well, yeah. Come on, Paul, this is what we wanted for our ECW. Hold on a second. Who the fuck are we? You know, just kind of like, and and then Heyman does the kind of the Hogan style, like looking off into the crowd. Looks like he's about to Hulk up, but instead books the match. And we are off. We are Next off. week's uh, main event is this week's opener. Ring the bell. Um, so, yeah, so we, we get the match. We get... Um, I mean, the match is like you expect from these guys. Back and forth. It's a good match. Kind of hard hitting. Really good match. Uh, really good spontaneous match. I kind of like the fact that Masato Tanaka is just wearing jogging bottoms and not um, just randomly in the crowd in his pants like Mike Olsen was when he won the belt. Uh, small details, and that it really is. Yep. And um, yeah, Masato Tanaka does win the heavyweight title. I mean, it's no massive spoiler, but it is a good shock for the crowd at the time. The people in the front row, you could tell, were massively shocked by this. Rightly so. It was completely out of nowhere. You wouldn't have thought for one second he would have won the belt here. No, um, especially as they're building up the next pay-per-view um, in true ECW fashion. And, and yeah. you know, part of this is, you know, that anything can happen style mentality. They've done a huge title shift on ECW on TNN. Exactly what we've talked about all the way through of like, you know, well, you know, what are you doing to get that show? You know, what what's making it must see? What's making it can't miss? You had Raven turn up on the first one with the Dudleys. That was cool. Since then... You know, you've got kind of recaps and and matches from pay-per-views from six months ago. So, you know, giving them something different was was great. Um, Timing-wise, always confuses me with, you know, well, why now? Other than, you know, because it's a swerve, bro. Why now? Um, yeah. And then the other bit that, you know, it's a shocking result until you realise that, you know, all of the, the locker rooms come out to witness. All right, okay, so we know the title's changed because this is what happens every time the the locker room come out to witness. Yeah, I mean... They don't need to be there, and if they are there, they don't need to be drawn attention to. Not all the time, because some are, like, special, you know? And some are just title changes, yeah, you know, there's certain ones like you know, Taz winning it was sort of a big deal, but again, his character didn't need people watching him. But I, I, and you know, if you want to do the bit where they and, and you shouldn't with Taz, but if you want to do the bit where they all then run out and celebrate with him, yeah, then that's a different it, thing. Like Mikey Whitbrick, hundred percent made sense. Yes, dude was a little engine that could, you know, he's sort of complete underdog, done it. Deserved to be hoisted up by the boys. You tell that everyone sort of loved him, the fans and the wrestlers. 100% made sense for him. Others, not so much. Um, yeah, but Tanako did win. Uh, Michael Awesome comes in the ring, raises his arm, puts the belt around him, then basically attacks him and powerbombs him through a table to the outside with the belt still around his waist, which I thought loved was it. Cool. Loved it. Loved it. You know, they, you know, these two have a relationship. You know, they have a relationship back in FMW, back in Japan, because they've not stopped talking about it. Um, and the thing absolutely is, absolutely loved it. Obviously, despite being obviously an old product and 
Um, we didn't see this at the time. I know, obviously, that Masato Tanaka won the belt, but I didn't know the post sort of thing. And um, I was in Hook, Like, and Sinker. I was like actually writing notes, sort of yeah. doing a heel or face. Like, what is Mike Awesome doing? You've built up this character um, just to do another fucking respect angle. I was getting a little bit annoyed about it. Me too. Me too, especially, you know, with all the boys coming out to watch and, you yeah. know, this whole kind of, you know, new crowning of a blah, blah, blah. And, oh, God. I mean, you know, someone be pissed off you've lost the world fucking title, please. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's actually just turned on him. And, and not just like, you know, knocked him down, but yeah. powerbombed him out of the ring through a table on the outside. Yeah. Brutal. Fucking and they just walked past this this absolutely mangled bleeding body. Loved it. Favorite part of the match. Yep. It was a good match. Oh, very good match. Great way to start the show as well. Pure shock value. If you were new to the product, you would be into this. You wouldn't really know what was going on, but you'd be into it. Yes. Um, so after it basically out the back, um Cyrus uh, awesome grabs Cyrus, goes mental and said he's gonna kill him next week. So we get that. We get super crazy in a one-on-one match against um, Hidita. Hidita, Hidita. Mm. Um, I've done research on this guy. He didn't really go on to do like loads. He was in like tag teams and was in other feds and had a pretty solid career, but he didn't really appear in Yanoas or New Japan's or no. Sadly, this I is would, the anyway I watch. This is the this is the generation that you know, didn't kind of break past this level on a lot of the yeah. wrestlers. I mean, with exceptions, quite obviously with exceptions. Um, but yeah. Um, Mike Awesome still hunting out the back, looking for uh, Paul Heyman. I likes it because um, he found Louis dangerously, obviously pretending to be Paul Heyman until Mike Awesome got involved. Um, and then basically, like, grabbed him. He's, like, basically pleading, saying, I'm not, I'm Louis, I'm sign guy, I'm me. And, of course, again, it sort of, it did shit on the character a bit because he completely switched out yeah. too much. You, and using his kayfabe name. <sighs> yeah. So it could have been... But, yeah, again, they sort of, they had that. And then Judge Jeff sort of made a throwaway comment about... Um, him being the brains behind the world title or something? Yeah, so it was because um, he'd got injured by Spike Yeah, that uh, Awesome got hoodwinked into taking this match um, because, you know, he's the he's the brains behind it. He's the one who kind of, you know, orchestrates it all, um, which, uh, you know, Awesome hears because Awesome's like maybe eight inches away. Yeah, so that was um, that was weird. Teasing a bit of dissension there for no reason. Yep. Um, so that happened. Main event time: ECW World Tag Team Championship. Raven and Tommy Dreamer versus the Baldies. Um, the Baldies got a title shot basically by winning one match. Yeah, you know how last week. We had the Impact players versus Rhino and Carino for the number one contenders. Yeah. What What are we defining as number one here? 
because the Baldies seem to have had a title shot before them, which would make them the first contender. Well, yeah, it goes from number one contenders to pay-per-view contenders, I guess, is viewed as the, as the better contenders. That's the way it feels. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it's the old, um, you know, they 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 they're not number one in the sense of they get the the next title shot. They're number one as in the, they're the next credible threat to. Um, yeah. But it is, it's it's kind of like, but you know. You can't do all of that and build them up. As the, you know, they've had to go through indignant that they had to beat another team to get what they thought was theirs, which is this title shot that they deserve because they're going to be the next world chat. Oh, no, someone else is uh, having a match. <laughs> Based it's, on beating um, New Jack in a singles match. Um, no, losing to New Jack on a, in the singles match. Yeah. And then losing to Mike Awesome in a singles match. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop. So that sort of happened. Uh, we had a quick Impact Players promo during this, basically saying they're going to be the next champions and that's not the coolest, not the best. That's guilty as charged. Um, get the paper yeah, it was fine. There, that. Yeah, it was fine. It was no harm in it. It's always good to hear them. Um, the match itself didn't last two seconds. The Baldies basically got into some sort of fight in the crowd. Yep. Um, which led to Dreamer sort of like watching them and Raven being left by himself. So the Impact players um, and attacked Raven. They took out Dreamer. They ended up handcuffing Raven to the TNN entrance sign, which is a great visual. And um, yeah, started uh, caning Raven while sort of screaming at him. Which is um, which is crazy. I mean, again, it, it's a great visual, and um, it was fine. Still, not a lot from Raven's run here. I gotta say, I don't know what's no. going on with it. I mean, he's he's but, been a champion the entire time, but yeah, a little bit kind of um, uneven, uneven, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he was very much what about me? What about Raven? first time rounds and obviously WCW but this one almost feels a little too much they can't book him as a face no is, is my you know view on it or, or, or at least not an intentional face and the anti-hero the, the, the guy that's doing bad things and the crowd love him you know is, is, is one thing um, but the actual, you know, we're intending him to be the good guy. They don't know how to make him sympathetic. And what they've ended up with is whiny. Um, which works as a heel, but less so as a face. Um, and the problem is that kind of like, you know, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to do my own thing. They're yeah. kind of letting Sandman do, which means they don't feel that they can do Raven with, especially considering... No one knows what's going on with Tommy Dreamer. Well, yeah, I mean, they're all just sort of. I understand, but they're just all plodded, aren't they? Um, so that was the end. I mean, again, good visuals, but um, strange, strange show, really. Which takes us to Christmas Day, episode 348 of Hardcore. 
TV. Um, we start off with clips from everything we just saw on TNN. The end with the Kane in uh, Tanaka winning the world title. Probably should have been the other way around, in my opinion. Should have probably kicked off the show with breaking news with a new world champion. Yeah, but the belt isn't that a big thing. Yeah, I know it's like, you know, just small details, but it's a, it is a bit like, come on, should that not be the breaking news, the first thing you see? Yeah. And for a show that does breaking news throughout the whole, it, it should have a little sort of, most things scroll at the bottom throughout other matches going, breaking news, new world champion crowned at the beginning of the show, or, you know, you show it back or something during the show that like I've done before. It was very much just a massive afterthought, I felt anyway. I agree. And, and yeah, it was, you know, where's the, you know, oh my God, are you kidding me style reaction to it rather than, by the way, this happened. So, I thought that was a bit strange. Um, after we get all that, Rhino's in the back with Carino. Rhino, um, Carino even says it doesn't matter if you're Limp Biscuit, Dusty Rhodes or Balls Mahoney, knowing upstage is Steve Carino. He walks off. As he walks off, you see a, a bloody Bulls Mahoney on the floor sort of um, doing his, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. He does. Yeah. Which leads to our match, Steve Carino versus Bulls Mahoney. Um, yeah, so this is meant to be Steve Carino and Rhino versus the tag team of Bulls Mahoney and Axel Rotten. Yeah. And they obviously aren't going to be able to... to, to get to the ring because they've been taken out um so they ask for the 10 count and during the slow 10 count um the music begins to play and uh, out comes balls mahoney yeah out come balls mahoney um much better showing than they're living dangerously i think it was when carino first came in yeah you can tell the growth of Carino, regardless of... I don't Mahoney. need steroids to look good. <laughs> but massive growth in um, him as a performer. He's a much... is a solid match. Um, I, again, for, first time I mentioned it tonight, it'll be a recurring thing, but I, I feel the wrong person won this match. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yes. Yeah, but, but look, look, you've got to think, beating up out the back, beating up yeah. by Rhino. I mean, you, you've done all the work for Korea through here, but not actually earn a victory. And and that's where they get a little confused, isn't it? In the sense of, you he's know. He's not beating Balls Mahoney. He's beating up a previously bloodied, beaten up and jumped multiple times Balls Mahoney. Yes. But Carino can treat it like he's giving him a masterclass and beating him clean. You know, when everyone who watches it knows it's not even close to what happens, Carino the next week could be like... And you don't uh, hurt Balls Mahoney by beating him with Steve Carino. Everyone's beating Balls Mahoney. He's lost to FBI. He's probably lost to Danny Doring. And so, I mean, it's not... And there's nothing against Balls Mahoney. It's just like wins and losses aren't a big thing to his character. No. Not in the same way, and I just—I don't know. It really works out well for Carino. They're not in just, the not in the same way across the entire board. We've just spoken about how the Baldies have lost, you know, however many matches, and then selling a number one contenders. 
That's it. I mean, super crazy went on a couple of weeks losing to everyone. What happened to Jerry Lynn and Tajiri? Yeah. I'm, and, you know, in a minute, we'll talk about someone who lost in 30 seconds last week. Yeah, what the fuck happened to that? Um, yeah, so basically, this happens. Um, <clears throat> sort of beat down. Leads to basically, um, during the match, like Sandman comes out, Rhino Pritch picks him up and does almost like a running gore through a table. Um, yeah, Bulls picked up the win. And then Rhino killed Bulls again. So they're keeping... Rhino white hot. I, I don't know. Like I said, like it's not a massive thing, but I just feel like Bulls could have lost this and then Carino could have put it over as if he'd beaten clean and it would make I mean, even if you, a bigger hill. Even if you didn't do it as Carino putting him over, <coughs> if you just did the, you know, Carino takes him lightly because he's already been destroyed. Bulls fights back because, he, you know, he's all about the, the heart and blah, 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 blah. Rhino then absolutely pummels him and pulls Carino's lifeless body on top of him for the win. And actually, you know, the person who's destroyed Balls Mahoney is, is Rhino. You could do that, keep Rhino like ridiculously strong in the sense of you know, he was the difference maker. He was the juggernaut. He's the one that ran through him uh, like a Rhino, if you will. Um, you know, you can do that. You, you, you don't need people to survive his attacks. Yeah. Agreed. Um, we then got a bunch of Danny Doreen, Roadkill, Christmas, Christmas presents. Yeah, I mean, what do you think of this? Um, I, I, I feel I need to own up to the fact that when Joel Gertner sniffed the bra I can't believe that sentence has just come out of my mouth um, and then just with a ridiculously poker face expression did kind of a slow version of his arm wave thing um, I, I that made me smile that made me laugh when he then went on about you know all the other bits it kind of got a bit too much Um what can I say? You know, is it really Christmas if you don't have the Danaconda? Danaconda, let them know it's Christmas. Okay. No, I was going to say it's work in progress, but about 20, 30 years, isn't it? Yeah. About time to come around again. Main event time RVD versus Mikey Ripwick for the ECW television title. Uh, this match, solid match. First time maybe seeing these two wrestle? That I can recall. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, first time I remember. Probably, probably back in the day, the first time around, they probably had a match. But um, it felt good. Um, enjoyed it. Sabu came out during the match, actually killed RVD, put him through a table. Uh, the best RVD attack, I'd say, Sabu's probably done. He, he proper um, took it to him, I felt here. Yes. Normally, it's obviously him putting himself through a table or it going wrong. This time, I actually felt like he beat um, him pretty well. And again, in the whole, like, obviously, RVD's title reign, 
is iconic, amazing, not knocking it, but this could have been another one. We could have done another shock um, sort of thing and Mikey could have picked up the belt here, I felt. Yeah, I feel the crowd would have been into it. I, I felt it was the right arena, it was the right crowd, it was the right person. You know? Um, and I think it would have helped. It with a Sabu thing. It would have I, elevated I would have... the RVD Sabu feud. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think it would have helped Whipwreck less than it would have helped some of the other people we've talked about. Yeah. I think there's a lot but... of others who would have benefited from holding that belt for a little while. And Whipwreck, I don't know whether it would have benefited him. Whipwreck's also have... on his, 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 his penance tour. So, yeah, you know, have, he's um... come back and therefore has to lose to everyone, as is the ECWA. It wouldn't have benefited Whipwreck, but he would have got the pop and it's believable for him to beat RVD. Especially with he, the Sabu exactly. shenanigans. He is a Grand Slam winner and then he could have lost. No, no. He's a Triple to, Crown winner. Oh, of course. He's, he's never FTW. won the FTW well, Championship. That's just Sabu is the only one in the company at the moment who's done that. That's true. Um, but do you know what I mean? And, and Mikey could have easily lost to a, a Simon Diamond or whoever. It would have been far more believable. Yeah, I mean, one of my issues is is I I I understand the desire for RVD to have a pay per view quality match on every single card he's on. I don't think that needs to be a pay-per-view length match on every card he's on. Um, I'd be all right with an eight-minute RVD match now and again because not every single opponent needs to take him to the absolute limit. Yeah. Well, this is it. We, we said before, isn't it? Like, he'll have these amazing 20-minute matches and Spike Dudley comes out and beats the same person 30 seconds next week. Yeah. And you just think... I understand what you're doing from both cases, but they need to have it more. Again, I'm speaking well, about this as a current product. It's like but, you almost need to have it more with some of them where RBD was almost playing with his kill. Yeah, you know, almost like a yeah. sort of a cat playing with a mouse, where you felt like he was so much better that he could finish it, but he just liked getting the mileage and then liked having the long match. But I mean, RBD's a tweener, isn't he? I mean, he's not, you know, he's not a heel. But he's he's not a, a a good guy, yeah. So you would you would think that there's an element with him of like, you know, I don't get paid by the hour. If you want me want to watch me go for twenty minutes, pay the money. That's why I missed the pay per view and not Mister Free TV. Yeah, hundred percent. You want to see the good stuff? Pay me. Yeah, a premier athlete. I mean, it would have. Would have fitted with him perfectly. Um, it's an RBD one. We got promo from the Baldy. So they went to see New Jack, but the people were there. They had people watching his back. They were impressed. And then they just spoke about New Jack's mum for about five minutes. Yeah. Which was well done. Uh, Pulp Fiction. It's, it's New Jack's mum. It's not Jerome's mum. So, you know, I don't know how oh. serious it is. Uh, Pulp Fiction promos. Um, Dory and that are doing their bits. Rhino walks past, tries to grab attention. Rhino just sort of mumbled saying, and, um, he just said to Roadkill, no, leave him, leave him. Again, putting over Rhino as a, a guy who basically kill him and not into fun and games. Impact players, um, basically talking about Raven, 
sort of save him and not just the coolest, but guilty is charged again. Again, just hyping up the pay per view more. Nothing wrong with this. Just letting you know this is this is the match that's happening at the pay per view. That's fine. And then um, a little quick Raven promo to finish off the show. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, that was basically it. It really was. What was um? What's your thoughts? Um, they're in their weird holding pattern again, which means they either drag things out or make bizarre decisions. So, I really enjoyed the Tanaka awesome match. Yeah. It's one of their better ones, and my god, have they had some amazing matches! Uh, in fact, you know, it's my match of the week, uh, because I thought Ooh. it was just a really good match. Um, it made there's so many matches recently i feel that i've kind of done the whole you know i really like the match i just didn't like the bit after the uh, afterwards for me on this one it, the the afters raised it further you know i loved the fact that i was i was bought in i was kind of sitting there oh you're kidding me the respect angle you know putting the belt on he's going to raise his hand he's going to shake his hand he's just beating you for the world title shouldn't you be a little oh no he's killed him okay good um, yeah, I felt like that. I honestly did. I, I felt like I was hooked, line and sinker with this. I was so pissed off at what they'd done with Awesome's character. I was like, are you kidding me? These guys have literally wrestled more than anyone else in recent year. Yeah. And they do a fucking respect angle. He's just taking his most prized possession. Yeah. And um, yeah, more full Masata Tanaka for falling for it. But um, yeah, great, great choice for um, match of the week. Anyway, sorry, you were saying. But yeah, so you know, you, so you do the, you do the kind of like weird hotshot things, and then you do the things that are, seem to be drawn out forever, like the Impact Players, Raven Dreamer, and Sabu yeah. RVD matches, which which they're they're trying to keep on a plateau and on a level, and you know, keep them warm, keep keep them ticking over. But you know, they're still so far away from a resolution on it. Um, that it just feels a little bit weirdly paced. Yeah, no, it's um, oh, it's all just um, it's weird, isn't it? It's sort of ticking over, but it is weird. Yeah. Um, but that's no, good. I think um, it's all heading in the right direction. We're coming to the end of the year. Next week is technically the end of the year. We will get um, we will get the rematch. And if my memory serves me correct without seeing it, one of the most impressive awesome bombs for a finish. We will talk about it next week. How about that? Um, but yeah, if you it's want to get at, at underscore sports arena is where you can find us on Instagram or Twitter. It's very simple. It is very simple. It's it's straightforward. Um, just get us involved. Just chat, tag us on anything you're talking about with ECW. We love to be talking about. All, can talk about, about you know the, the, the modern day stuff as well. Um, you know the the modern day Bret Hart in in CM Punk being a, a face everywhere apart from one place. Um, you know whatever you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, and the legacy of ECW. Team Taz still run, running wild. 
um, you know, still a big part of Impact Wrestling as well. So ECW continues to to, to live on, I think. Uh, but until all of those conversations, until next week, just like RVD, that was the whole fucking show. <laughs>